Well, good day to you and welcome to another I Love to Tell the Story. This is a podcast for praise where we love to get together and share testimonies of what Jesus Christ has been doing in our lives and just let it be known. Our theme verse is Psalm 145 verse 4 which says, In one generation shall declare your mighty acts to another. And so I am so privileged to be joined today by Sonia Brunel. This is a member of Roseville Baptist Church, and she is just here to tell her story about what Jesus has done in her life and what a blessing it has been to serve him for so many years. So Sonia, thanks for being here with us today. You're welcome. And uh, why don't you just go ahead and tell us your story about what Jesus has done for you. Okay. I am very happy to be here today to tell you about Jesus and his love for me and for you too. So my life started out, I was a kid, uh, I think I was around nine years old, and I was very, very sick, and I could not even stand up to walk. Wow. I had rheumatic fever, and uh, one day a pastor came to my house, and he asked me, he said, do you believe that God can heal you? And I didn't know a lot about God, but I believed that mm. he could. So he prayed with me, and sure enough, God healed me right away. Uh, the doctor said it was a miracle. And so I got to tell the doctor it was a miracle and God had healed me. So then I started going to my church and uh, church down the street. And uh, my teacher told me about God and how much he loved me. And she told me about John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. And I wanted everlasting life, and I wanted to be saved, and I believed that Jesus died on that cross. And that's when I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. Amen. And I started going to a GAs. It was a mission group at Orangeville Baptist Church, and I learned about missionaries. And I just was really drawn to that. And I believe at that age, God called me to go into all the world and preach the gospel, yeah. like in Matthew 28. But I didn't know how that could happen because I was just a kid. But anyway, life goes on, and uh, I got married, and I was married for 22 years, and I had uh, uh, two children, and we got transferred all around with my husband's job, and I thought that's where God had called me to the mission field all around the world, but even though it was in the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just was happy with that, except still in my heart, I thought, God called me to go into all the world. Well... um, Life went on, and my husband left me, Mm. and uh, then not long after that, the pastor of my other church asked me, how would you like to go on a foreign mission trip? And I said, me? Yes, I would love to go on a foreign mission trip. (laughs) And uh, I was so excited. I just will never forget that day. And he said, just tell everybody you're going to go, and you'll go. And I said, okay, but does it cost money? And he said, yeah, but don't worry. If you have faith, God will provide so I said, how much money does it cost? And it was like, whoa, I can't remember how much it was, but it was way more than what I had. And my <laughs> husband had just left. and uh. But anyway, so then I remember walking out of the room, came, come back in the room, and I said, wait, where is the Ukraine? I don't even know where that is because that's where I was going to go on this mission trip. Yeah. And uh, so he told me, and he laughed, and he said, don't worry. It doesn't matter where you go. Just go. So I did, and God provided. And since then, praise God, um, I've been on over 64 mission trips around the world. I've wow. been able to lead many mission trips, and God has blessed it every time. Wow. And it was just, I really think it was just because my belief in God, that God could do all things. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I did to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior was say, I believe. 
Mm. I believe that Jesus died on that cross. And I believe that I was a sinner and asked God to forgive me of my sins and come into my life. Amen. And he did. And I even can't look back on life and think, how in the world could God do all that for me? Yeah. And if he can do that for me, he can do that for anybody. Amen. Because I'm just a regular person. I used to always say, I'm just a regular person, but somebody said, no, you're not. God chose you, and uh, you're a chosen person. Amen. And you're a child of the King, yes. and everything is possible with Him. Yeah, and what a, what a great story. So this this whole thing that at nine years old, that that's when you said you, you got healed, and then you got saved shortly after that? Right, about 12 years old I got saved. Okay, about 12 then. All right, so then how long would you say it was between that and when you finally were able to go on that first missions trip? Years, because... Uh, I was 44 years old when I went on my first mission All right. trip. So 32 years. So I think this should be something that, that we as Christians, we need to remember that God is calling people even from a young age. There, There is never something too early. And we, we might think, oh, somebody says they're going to be a missionary. They're going to be this. And sometimes I think we as older Christians, some we, we can, yeah, we'll see what that happens with that teenager or that young child or whatever. And they get mm-hmm. fired up. But instead of quashing the spirit in their in their life we should just be there as the body of christ to make them even more excited about serving christ then right right yeah right yeah Yeah. wow but and then also i guess on the other side of that even though there was this three decade period of time you're never too old to start serving god right and I did. I served God all that time. I led GA groups. I led women's mission groups. Yeah. I did all the things because I knew God was such a part of my life. Amen. And even with the divorce and everything with my husband, it was hard because I love my husband a lot. But yeah. I always knew that God had another plan. Uh-huh. And his plan was even better than my plan. Mm. And to turn out, it was Yeah. because it's just amazing to me. I can't say if my husband would have stayed, if we would, if I would have been able to do what I do and what I've done. But uh, praise God, he works out all things for his good Amen. and his glory. So 64 trips around the world, leading groups and taking people uh, around the world. Do you have one or two trips that really kind of stand out in your mind as something you say, wow, this is this was just God showed up in this awesome, awesome way? Or, I mean, I'm sure that something happened on every trip, but there, are there a couple of stories maybe that you could share with us about what God's done? Well, first off, I think it's just amazing to talk to different people, and even in our church that have been on mission trips. Yeah. And maybe they've only been on one trip, but that trip impacted their lives so much. Mm. And they have so many stories they can share. But for me, um, I'm kind of drawn to Africa. I've been there, I don't know, 30 times, 40 wow. times. I don't yeah. know. I lost track. But uh, for me, I think some of my most important, exciting trips or they're all exciting don't get me wrong i mean there's i can't say one was better than another Uh but some of the testimonies from one african trip was this man was sitting on a mat and we went out to visit we go visit the friends and family of the people in the church and so uh, we went out and this man's laying on a mat but there were like four americans and so we kind of split up in groups and i said you guys go over there, and we'll go down this road, and you guys go witness to the man on the mat. So they did, and uh, I, I told the people that I was going with, that man's going to be healed. And they said, how do you know? And I said, I don't know. I don't even know, but he is. I said, we'll go back to him after and see. So we did, and we went back over there, and he said that he accepted Christ, the man on the mat. 
Wow. And so then I said, do you believe that God can heal you? And the man said, yes. And I said, let's pray and ask God. And we did, and we prayed. And I said, now do you believe that you can walk? And the man said, yes. Mm. And I put out my hands to him, and I said, stand up in the name of Jesus. And I held my hand out to him, and he placed his hand on mine. And it was as if God just lifted him from the ground. Wow. And I backed up a little bit because I wanted to see if he could walk. And I said, I backed up, and I said, walk to me, and he did. Well, all the people in the village come running over. Yeah. And he said he had been on that map for 30 years. Wow. And so, I mean, that's just one story. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I have so is, many stories. that I, I love this kind of stuff. There have been times in my own life where God has done those, those Bible stories come to life. Right. Where, I mean, you're, you're talking, I think it's Acts chapter 4 right now, where the, the man and Peter and John are walking into the temple and silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, right. rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. And then the whole town just, I know that guy. That guy's the one that was sitting there for years. Right. And Wow. And how many other people got their lives touched by Jesus because of that one miracle? How many other miracles came out of that, salvations came out of that because people would believe in Christ now? Right. I know. It's just amazing. I mean, wow. there's so many things. Wow. But, uh, yes. You got another story? I, I, I'm so excited right I, now. I have a, <laughs> I love the healing stories. Yeah. And uh, one in India I'll share about in India. We went into a village where the pastor who I was with said, this is the village I was lived at. When I uh, came to know Christ, and my this is my family home, and I was kicked out of this home and thrown out. They gave me a little bag with some food in it and just said, get out of here because you're a Christian. We, mm. we don't want anything to do with you. But we continued that day on to visit other people, and we went to one house, and it was pitch black dark huh. when you walk in that door. And uh, I couldn't even see to get in, and they helped me in. I mean, they held my hand, and, and we sat on the ground like you do in India. And I sat on the ground, and I said, and it was raining, and I said, I have brought you the light, the light of Jesus Christ. Yes. And all of a sudden, the sun came in a little window oh. and lit up that room. And uh, it stopped raining, and I shared the gospel. And again, many people came to know Christ, but that little house was jam-packed with people, and I couldn't even see them. But when the light came in... Wow. It lit up, and there they were. And but just when I said, "I am the light of," I brought you the light of the world. Yeah. And the light comes in. So. Wow! If you were a movie producer, you couldn't have planned and edited that better in in, in the cutting room. <laughs> no, I know. There's so many. Can I share one more? Absolutely. I mean, there are so yeah. many. Um, we were in Liberia, and I was with Pastor in Ranch Cordova, and. Uh, we went. We had the opportunity. He was a chaplain, I think, at Folsom Prison, and so he wanted to go to visit the prison. So we got an invitation and went to the prison to visit. And as we're talking and talking to the prisoners, they were all gathered around, and the warden come out and told one prisoner, "Come with me," in a real loud voice. Mm. And so the guy, kind of shaking, you know, went in. But we were preaching on how God sets the prisoners free. Mm. And so the man went off, the prisoner, and he came back out, jumping up and down, saying, I've just been set free. Huh. Wow. So, I mean, just stories like that, you see, you see the Bible come to life. And yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. So, you know, I just say, if God can do all that for me, plus a lot more, uh, he can do it for you. And Amen. Even if it's in the United States, mm -hmm. you know, 
I mean, I have many, many stories of things that happened in the U.S. too. Yeah. But uh, just be obedient to God. And if God tells you to do something, do it. And if you think, I don't have enough money to do it, I how could I do that? Just have enough faith. It, you know, it just takes the faith of a mustard seed mm-hmm. that yeah. can move mountains. So just have faith and just put your foot forward yeah. and say, I'm going to do this for God and watch him work in your life. And yeah. your life will never be the same. Amen. So if someone's interested in going on one of these trips, um, and you've been talking about, you know, you have to raise some support and you may have, or you pay for it out of pocket, however, things like that. But do you help provide some training and help people be able to know what they need to do? Or if they say, well, I, I've never done anything like this before. I, I'm too scared to go, or I'm nervous, or how does that whole process work? Well, actually, I just want uh, to tell you again that these trips that I go on are only for two weeks. So that allows anyone to go with there a two-week vacation. Yeah. It's not like long-term. So anyway, if someone's interested, I tell them, you know, ask them if they have the money. 99% of the people do not have the funds to go. Yeah. But God does, and mm-hmm. he owns all the cattle on the, you know, all the hills. And I just tell people, how many cattle cows would God have to sell <laughs> to get you there? And uh, so I just encourage them to, if they don't have the money, to write to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. and tell their friends and family, this is what God's called me to do, and I would like you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you can, financially help me. And if you can't, will you please pray for me? Yeah. But I want you to be a part of what God's going to do, and Amen. I don't even know what God's going to do, but he's going to do something big. <laughs> and people do. They respond because yeah. they want to be a part of something big. Amen. And uh, they just, anyway, time gets time to go. They have enough money. Yeah. to go and that's not a problem and vacation time they always say oh i don't know if i can take vacation then well god seems to make a way when yeah. they think there's no way wow and even family members sometimes don't want their spouse or their family to go on mission trips because mm-hmm. they're afraid for them and uh, so many times the person has just went even their husbands or wives weren't excited about it and uh, God even healed them on the mission trip. And that's mm. another whole testimony, how uh, God healed the lady. She had EMS. She said, I'm too sick to go out today. I said, fine, you stay in and pray. She did. And we came back. And she said, I'm healed. I said, I knew God would heal you. She said, no, he healed me of EMS. Wow. And she said, look. And she threw her cane down on the thing, ran up and down the stairs. But she came back. Her husband was not a believer. Wow. He accepted Christ. Amen. And they started a the ministry. So anyway, like I said, there are so many different testimonies. But anyway, and so we do training. We have some meetings. And now with this COVID thing, it's all kind of, we're doing a lot of phone meetings and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And we keep in close contact with the uh, pastors overseas. And they uh, make all the appointments for us to go and visit their friends and family. Mm. And then we just, uh, with the organization, we have one amount, and you pay that amount. That pays for your lodging, your airfare, everything, except you need to get your own passport. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you get on that plane, you go with no expectations, <laughs> and you come back, and you're just amazed. Yeah. It's not a vacation, I can tell you. Absolutely. When you come back, you want to go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's a lifelong this time is the Lord's that you work, don't though. forget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. 
And so, so yeah, if you are listening right now and you're interested in being able to take one of these short-term mission trips and be able to make relationships, I know the part of my heart for missions is to, you know, I don't, I don't want to just go on a vacation missions trip. I want, I want to know these people. I want to see people. And the more that we travel around the world or the more that we meet people, and instead of just hearing stories or seeing numbers, you you see these lives, you see the excitement, you see the hope that comes into people's eyes as they as they accept Christ as Savior. And you might be thinking, oh, I've never even given the gospel to somebody before. I don't, I don't even know how to do that. What, what would I do? What would I say? I, I probably mess it up and then the person's never going to get saved. Dad, you don't got to worry about any of that stuff. We, you will get the training. You'll have other people around you. There will be a support system there, there, and then just being able to go and see. I guarantee you, these kind of things will change your life. And I even, I even know that God, He uh, confirmed my call to the ministry on a short-term mission trip in the Czech Republic in 2001. I was really questioning what exactly God wanted me to do. He had closed some doors on me the last few years leading up to that point, and then I was sitting. Um, on a hill, I can still picture it in my mind to this day, 21 years later, exactly where God said, this is what I want you to be doing for the rest of your life. I want you to be giving the gospel to people. I want you to be talking to people about the Bible, teaching them about what the word of God says. And you don't know exactly what God's going to do in your heart. And you don't know how God is going to use you to impact the eternity, not just their lives today, but their eternity on the field. And so, and you, I guarantee it, you will be more fired up about sharing the gospel even here back home after you get back, after you see lives that can be changed in such a profound way. And so, again, if that's something that you are starting to feel, the prodding, that conviction, the pull on your heart from the Holy Spirit, don't don't push that aside. You, you lean into that and uh, lean even into that fear a little bit and don't let fear stop you from doing what God's calling you to do because that will be the only regret you'll have is by saying no to God. Isn't that a huge part of our Christian lives, right? Just obey. That's it. Just e- Even when we don't quite understand. That's right. <laughs> so our next mission trip coming up short term that if God would call you to go is Uganda and the plans are right now January 6th through the 18th. All right. And... Uh, We don't know with COVID and all this kind of thing, but Uganda is opening up now. Airports should be opened up on Thursday and borders. So Mm, we're just praying that God will make that time right. So Yeah. And they're waiting and excited about us coming. So they're planning already. Awesome. Yeah. So think about that. There are people right now that are praying and waiting Mm -hmm. for possibly you to be one of the tools that God is going to use to change lives forever change generations forever don't say no if god's calling you say yes trust and obey any final stories you want to share with us today yes one more yeah go for <laughs> I mean, it i got yeah. so many love it but uh, talk about you know god's timing and and people are waiting we were down in brazil one time and we were going to go to a home there and they don't have addresses like we have here and so you kind of just go take a right turn by the White House or by the Black House or whatever. And we got lost. It was raining a lot. But uh, we went to one house, and the lady opened the door to greet us. We were going to ask, actually, for directions how to get where we were going to go. And uh, she go, she just started crying. We said, what's wrong? And she said, I had a dream last night, hmm. and you were in it. And I didn't know you, and I didn't know what it meant. 
But in my dream, it says some people are coming to your house and they have a very important message to tell you. Wow. And she said, please come in and tell me what you're here for. <laughs> so see, God works even in dreams and visions. Oh, that's another, and, that's another uh, story straight out of Acts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's amen. just, you know, like, and one more story. Yeah. Okay. Talk about the light. I mean, you know, we went to one house poor and it was in Brazil. They have a lot of rain there and during the rainy season. Went to a house and we were going to share, but instead of knocking at the door, you clap your hands and then people come and she, this lady opened the door and I'll never forget. She said, go away, go away. You're too bright. I cannot see you. Huh? And, uh, and I'm thinking here we're walking in mud up to our ankles, and what are we doing out here? And when she said, you are the, you're so bright. Wow. So I came back, asked my pastor, what do you think she meant? And she said, you showed God's light, and you were too bright for huh. her to see. Wow. So anyway, anyway, I have lots of stories, as you can tell, yeah. but uh, you can have your own stories. Absolutely. And you can, have, you can see the Bible come to life. Just go, even here in the United States, be obedient That's to right. God. And now I'm working with the refugees here in Sacramento. That's my ministry while I'm at home. And uh, same thing is just go. I never know what's going to happen from day to day when I go, but I know that God's working. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And sharing that love with people. And I, I know we've been following the story of uh, you working with refugees for a few years now and oh, how geez. it's taken a few years to really develop that trust and that uh, that relationship with them, so that way they know that you're not just a fly by night, flash in the pan. Well, who knows what this lady is trying to use us for? You know, but now you've got that trust with them, and and that I think it just speaks volumes to God. Can sometimes do things in people's lives in a day with one gospel presentation, but then there's sometimes where. It's, it's going to take plowing the fields for years to really start to see that fruit. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think, Sonia, we're going to have to have you back on again sometime to share okay. some more of those stories. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're not my stories or God's stories, Amen. but he lets me be a part of them. Amen. And that's such a blessing. Well, thanks for being here today. And uh, if you would like to share your story, I encourage you to reach out to our church at info at roselbaptistchurch.org. You can email us there, or you can feel free to call or text our church office at 916-572-2322. This is the I Love to Tell the Story, a podcast for praise, where we just love to give it all to God and say, Lord, thank you for using us to do awesome things in your name and bring you more glory. So I love to tell the story. Reach out to us one more time at 916-572-2322. We'll see you all next time.